0: And this morning, we're joined by Pastor Ed Heading from Pleasant View Baptist Church to talk about our emotions. Boy, we need help with this. Yes,
1: we do. (laughs) Yes, we do. Especially after the holiday season with a lot of different emotions going Mm -hmm. on, you know? Well, the first thing we do when any of us enter into this world is we cry. We leave the warm and familiar confines of our mother's wounds, and then we celebrate our entrance into the world by screaming and crying. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And the cry is a sign of life and health, but at the same time, it's a start of something we will do from time to time throughout our lives. And we're going to cry a lot because we've entered into a world that's dealing every moment with the consequences of sin due to what happened back in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Paul even says in Romans 8 that this world is groaning, looking forward to Mm. redemption. Well, we all have emotions, and it's part of being a human being, being made in God's image. And So how do we deal with our emotions when we have raging anger or when we're overwhelmed with joy or when we're mourning and grieving to the point that we just can't cry or talk about it anymore? And Psalm 42 is a psalm of lament. And in this chapter, we get a snapshot of how the psalmist deals with his feelings and emotions. First of all, what does it mean to lament? Well, lamenting is not the same as crying. Lamenting is moving beyond sorrow and going to... God with our pain, with our mourning, and our questions. Mm. And lamenting is unique to Christians. The world mourns, the world cries, the world experiences sorrow, but they don't have anywhere outside of humanity to turn
0: to. That's right.
1: And the Bible's filled with people who have experienced plenty of sorrow. And so lament is a form of prayer and different from crying. It's talking to God about our pain and its purpose to build trust between God and the person in the position of lamenting, And to help the one lamenting renew their confidence in Mm. God. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we see here in Psalm 42 is the longing to find God. And I'm going to ask Deb if you'd read verses 1 through 3. Sure.
0: As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all the day long, where is your God?
1: Yeah, notice the beautiful picture here, the simile of a deer who's extremely thirsty, and he's looking for that life-giving water to quench his thirst. Mm -hmm. The psalmist is yearning. He's longing for God's presence. He has an intense longing to hear from God. And it's God who brings the spiritual living water to quench the soul's thirst. So the human soul longs, it longs for rest and peace and joy, fulfillment, contentment, and hope. Hal Lindsay said this, the writer of uh, The Late Great Planet Earth, man can live about 40 days without food, about three days without water, about eight minutes without air, but only for one second without hope. Mm -hmm. And what is your soul longing for today, our listeners, as you think about this? Is it the perfection of Having a God ruling and raiding in righteousness as you see the chaos of sin and its consequences all around us? Is it longing for God to come to comfort you because you lost a loved one in your family during this recent holiday season? Is it you've been mistreated or suffering from a feeling of injustice? Has someone hurt you in a relationship? Psalm 42, four says, These things I remember as I pour out my soul— how would I go with the throng and lead them a procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival? The psalmist is desperately here in verse 4 trying to reach back at his memory and remember what it was like to be at God's house worshiping him with his people. He remembers the journeys, the pilgrimages to Jerusalem for Passover, possibly the Feast of First Fruits and the Feast of Tabernacles. He's reminding himself of God's triumphant victories over Israel's enemies on behalf of his people. And here the psalmist is pouring out his emotions to God, and so we as believers, we should feel free to do the same. Our God can handle our mourning. He can handle our prayers of lament, our doubting, our seeking for answers. Never think it wrong to ask God for answers. We don't ask accusatory. We're not shaking a fist in his face, but we're asking and seeking for his presence and his guidance to understand situations in this life. Some things will never, ever be answered in this life, I believe, because God wants them to be a mystery so that we will have to depend and trust him. But even if he explains some things to us, we may not be able to understand or see the big picture of God's providence and his working all things out for his kingdom and his time. Well, we see a hope here, a hope here in verse 5 and The beginning of verse 6, the psalmist talks to his soul, leaning on the hope of God and his promises. Ken, Mm -hmm. would you read verses 5 through 6a there? Sure. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil with me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Yeah, the psalmist here, he's talking to himself. He's talking to his soul. And uh, I looked up what that meant to self talk. And at healthdirect.gov, it tells us this that self talk is the way you talk to yourself or your inner voice. You might not be aware that you're doing it, but you almost certainly are. And this inner voice, this website goes on to say, combines conscious thoughts with inbuilt beliefs and biases to create an internal diet, a monologue throughout the day. Mm. Self-talk is important because it has a big impact on how you feel and what you do. It can be supportive and beneficial, motivating you, or it can be negative or undermining your confidence, Mm -hmm. end of quote. So if we're honest, all of us have our own inner conversations. It's natural to do this. And what we say to ourselves based on what we put into our mind is very important and determines so much of our outlook on life. Some people are half You know, look at a glass half full, some look at half empty, optimist or a a negative person. So we must understand that faith and doubt are twins. Doubt comes, but faith calms it down. Faith takes doubt and despair and leads it to hope found in God. Hmm. We see a second lament here. The despair of life's circumstances leads to doubting God. Deb, would you read Psalm 42, 6 through 7 there?
0: My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon from Mount Mizar. Mizar? Mizar? I'm not sure. It's okay. <laughs> Sounds deep, good to me. <laughs> yep. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. Hmm. He
1: says a soul's cast down, but he looks back to the headwaters of the Jordan, to the mountain range of Hermon, where Mount Mizar is as well. And then he talks about um, how... The waves and the waterfalls mm. just come upon him. Mm. And even with hope, there are at times a deep sense of despair. The psalmist is experiencing wave after wave of bad news and negative thoughts. And for us, it may be those waves of a wayward child, a prodigal, a prodigal child, a loss of a job, an unforeseen divorce. You fill in the blank. But then he comes back with another verse on hope. The psalmist talks to his soul— Remembering God's loyal and abiding love toward Him. It says in verse 8, By day the Lord commands His steadfast love, and at night His song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. We have to remind ourselves of God's loyal, unconditional, and steadfast love to us. Day and night, the verse says that God is faithfully caring, protecting, and blessing us to shape us in the image of His Son. Mm. And he filters all the things through his providence before they come our way. So the silence of God is the next lament in the face of mockery and persecution. Hmm. And Ken, would you read verses 9 through 10? Mm -hmm. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me, while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Yeah, and so we can imagine how Jesus felt this way when he was on the cross. He felt Mm -hmm. forgotten. He felt abandoned on the cross when he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it feels our prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling. We wonder, why is God silent and answering my prayers and seeing my needs and doing something about it? Sometimes it's really hard as well when we see other Christians growing and being blessed in their Christian walk, and it makes us wonder, what's wrong with us? How will I get out of feeling these downcast emotions? How long will I have to feel this physical and emotional pain due to the situation I'm in? But he closes with this hope. At the end of this chapter, verse 11, the psalmist talks to his soul about God's future-saving acts of grace. Verse 11, he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. The psalmist repeats to himself the same thing he said to himself in verse 5. He's reminding his heart and soul not to be downcast or troubled, but, first, uh, but find ultimate and lasting hope in God. He's praising his way out of his despair, and God will continue to make us into his image through the experience of our life. Philippians 1.6 is a great promise to close on, and I'm sure of this, that he— God, who began a good work in you, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And that gives us tremendous hope. Mm-hmm. So four elements you see as a pattern in the psalm to deal with lament. First of all, turn it over to God. Bring it to him. Bring your complaint. Ask boldly for help and choose to trust him. Mm-hmm. I like what this one pastor said, Pastor Mark Rogop in Indianapolis. He said, lament is the prayer language for God's people as they live in a world marred by sin. It is how we talk to God about our sorrows as we renew our hope in His sovereign care. To cry is human, but to lament is Christian. Mm-hmm. And I hope this uh, helps and ministers to some of our listeners today who may be going through some very difficult emotional mm-hmm. times. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I really appreciate that you talk about the struggle there yeah. between faith and doubt, and yep. one leading to hope. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. I, that just really struck me because mm. I think we forget sometimes that this is we're battling something through the day.
1: Yeah, it's a make or yeah. break. Some people mm. turn away from God. Some is driving to God. Yeah. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the difference. Yeah. Got to go to God. That's for sure. Amen. That's Pastor Ed Heading. He's from Pleasant View Baptist Church, and we appreciate you, Ed, so much. Thank you, and Happy
0: New Year. Happy New Year to you.